Oh, hey, Rebels, it's me, Sheila Gunn-Reed, and you're listening to a free audio-only recording of my weekly Wednesday night show, The Gun Show. Now, tonight my guests are my friends and colleagues here at Rebel News, Nat Biazzi and Catherine Krozanowski. They are the hosts of the new show on the network here, Misunderstood. And I know their work ethic, and I know they're great ladies, but I wanted to get them on the show to know them a little better and introduce them as individuals to all of you. Now, if you like listening to the show, then I promise you're going to love watching it. But in order to watch, you need to be a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. That's what we call our long-form TV-style shows here on Rebel News. Subscribers get access to my show, which obviously I think is pretty great. But you also get access to Ezra Levant's nightly Ezra Levant show, David Menzies' fun Friday night show, Rebel Roundup, Andrew Chapados's show, Andrew Says, and Misunderstood with Nat and Kat. It's really easy to subscribe. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com to become a member. It's only eight bucks a month. And just for our podcast listeners, you can save an extra 10% on a new Rebel News Plus subscription by using the coupon code podcast when you subscribe. But if you watch the show or listen to the show to the very end you will get a coupon code from Nat and Kat for an even bigger discount on your subscription. And now please enjoy this free audio-only version of my show. Today, you're meeting the young, enthusiastic hosts of our brand new premium show. I'm Sheila Gunn-Reed, and you're watching The Gun Show. Massive convoy to Ottawa and the enormous amount of support that it has garnered across the country is any indication of, well, anything. It can be that Canada is on the precipice of a great awakening and definitely not to wokeism, but rather, I think, away from it. I think we're on the precipice of being done with politicians telling us how to live, who we can have in our homes, how close we can stand from each other, what direction we can go in the grocery store, what medical procedures we need to have before we go out for beers with our friends. But I think we're also done being told how to speak and what we believe. The government overreach that conservatives have been saber-rattling and warning about for about a generation has descended upon all of us in the blink of an eye under the guise of a pandemic. And I think society at large is figuring out that too much government just might be a bad thing. I think even young people are figuring this out. And I'm so pleased to say that at Rebel News, we have a brand new show. It's called Misunderstood. It's hosted by Catherine Krasinowski and Nat Biazzi, wherein they tackle pop culture and the news of the day from a young Christian conservative often female viewpoint. And as a mom, I'm kind of excited about it because there's really nothing out there for young conservative women, especially here in Canada. So today we're meeting Kat and Nat, and we're talking about their brand new show, Misunderstood, and why a conservative parent like me might consider a subscription to Rebel News Plus for the youngster in their life. Take a listen. 
Joining me now from Rebel News World Headquarters is Nat Biazzi and Catherine Krasinowski. Girls, thanks so much for joining me. I shouldn't call you girls. You guys are ladies, definitely ladies. Um, I wanted to have you on the show because you guys have your own show um, that's debuting at the network here. And I thought people would like to know a little bit more about you. And I know you as spunky, energetic young ladies. Um, and I know about your work ethic, but I think that I'd like to learn more about you too, along with our viewers. Um, so I guess I'll start with uh, Nat. Um, <laughs> you're a conservative. How did that happen? Because young women, um, you're really not supposed to be conservative, right? Like you're all you're supposed to be completely brainwashed by pop culture and university, and you're supposed to be very delicate and sensitive and not able to um, accept other ideas, but also you're not able to communicate your own. Um, that's not the vibe I'm getting from you. So how did you end up this way? Yeah, so I was raised in a Christian conservative household, but of course I went to university and I kind of fell away from those things a bit. Um, and then I think what really triggered me was when Justin Trudeau had been elected and I think it was 2015. Um, most of the time when I was talking to people, it seemed like they only really voted for him because he was cute or because he wanted to legalize marijuana. And I was like, I feel like there must be like a more of a reason to want to elect the leader of your nation. Um, and then so that was kind of like one thing that sort of triggered me. And then I think what really did it was when Trump was elected and just hearing how the media kind of slandered this man that um, people had loved for decades and decades. I, it just made me start to really question things. Um, and then, of course, I kind of came back to my faith and I started reading my Bible more. And that really started to inform my politics a lot. So now I'm here. <laughs> now, oh. What do your friends and family say about your sort of return to conservatism um, and I guess working at Rebel News? What do they what do they think about that? You know, I'm actually extremely blessed to have supportive people in my life. My dad is stoked. He has been an avid <laughs> Rebel News follower for quite some time now. Um, so, no, I'm really blessed. A lot of my friends are also very aligned with me. My parents are supportive. They're really proud um, that I work here and excited. So. Oh, that, oh, that's great. Uh Catherine, I'm going to ask you the same question. How did you end up this smart, fun, spunky, conservative lady in a world where I am increasingly disappointed with your generation? <laughs> I am also incredibly disappointed with my generation. <laughs> um, so when I was in high school, I became really good friends with these twins and their mother was involved in the um, Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario. So there was this thing called the OPCYA, the Ontario Progressive Conservative Youth Association. So I joined that when I was like 14. And um, we were kind of, I don't know, we just had so much fun, the three of us. And we were known as like the Durham girls because we were from Durham. <laughs> and people knew us as this like little trio of like young girls who were just like awe inspired by all of the, um, the excitement, I guess. Um, and at the time, John Tory was the leader of that party. Um, but we had we just had so much fun. And then again, like Nat, I kind of fell away from conservatism when I went to university, um, which is pretty normal. But I never fell into leftism. I did have a poster of Che Guevara on my wall, though, and I didn't understand what that meant at the time. I just I my mom is very, very left and my dad is quite right. So I've always been kind of in the middle, but I 
have since understood what a terrible mistake that poster was, and I apologize. <laughs> but it was sold at the university campus poster sale, along with all sorts of other nonsense. So I was like, oh, cool, Che Guevara, he's handsome, stupid. Um, so after university, I kind of just lived working and didn't really pay attention to politics. And again, like Nat, during the 2016 Trump era, I got sucked right back in. It was my red pill moment was um, how everyone was calling Trump a misogynist. But at the same and it was all like it was all about feminism. But then at the same time, we were being told that like radical Islam was culturally um, appropriate. It was what was it? So what do they call it? Cultural relativism? And how we mm-hmm. shouldn't judge the cultures in other countries because that's how they do things. And it's like, okay, throwing acid in a young girl's face, that's not cultural relativism. That's abhorrent. And so you're calling this man a misogynist and a sexist and all these horrible things. But at the same time, we're trying to blanket what's going on with radical Islam. So I had a hard time marrying those things. So it, that was my red pill moment, I guess. Um, and my... Uh, I mean, I, I the next question I think is how do my friends and family feel about it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, like I said, my dad is super on the right. He's super proud of me. Um, my sister and brother are on the same side, but my mom's side of the family is like very, very lefty. So they're like, <laughs> they they love me still. Thank God for that. Yeah, of course. Um, but they're not super, super excited about this job and everything that it entails. But. I've always found myself in the middle because my parents are divorced. So I've always been in the middle of two very conflicting, strong personalities. And I've always had to navigate my way in between. So I do consider myself a centrist, as I think most people do. But the the center is so far left that it's pushed me to the right. So that's my story. Well, maybe you can serve as a bit of an ambassador of conservatism to the other side. You can show them that we're normal. We're not crazy. We aren't those things that the CBC wants uh, the world to believe about conservative women. Um, I'll go back to Nat with this question. What do you think is the major issue facing young women today? That's a great question. Um, I think... I think it's difficult because the media is such a monster in Canada and I think women tend to kind of they're more easily influenced when there's an emotional narrative and I think that our legacy media yeah. does such a good we're, job. We're agreeable. Agreed. We're exactly. agreeable. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and you pull at our heartstrings right and it kind of it kind of gets us going down that sort of left-wing rabbit hole. I think it's just a lot easier. Um, so I think that's definitely a big thing that we're facing. I think also social media has really really had a detrimental impo- impact on women, um, especially young women. You know, kids are getting cell phones so much younger nowadays and when you're scrolling through Instagram and you're seeing the Hollywood women who are claiming to be makeup free and natural. Um, I think those sort of <laughs> those sort of lies that are being spewed at us all day long. I think yeah. they're really impacting our confidence and our ability to really um, own who we are and speak out uh, about things we want to speak out about. Um, yeah, so I definitely think the media, social media, those things. I think they're really um, stunting our growth in society in a way. Yeah, that's a great point. I look back at what we used to call peer pressure when I was a kid before social media and the internet. I think I was like in my teens when the internet was sort of becoming a thing. And I just realized how old I am when I said that. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, now it's amplified and it's 24 seven and it's in your hand all the time, that constant judgment and that pressure to conform. Mm -hmm. So that's why I find you two very interesting, because in a world where you literally open up Instagram 
and everybody looks the same. And if you don't look the same, that's fine. You just go to the place where they make you look the same as everybody else for a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> and you have to dress the same and, and have the, you know, the same style and the same opinions on things. And you two are sort of resistors. And so I find you very interesting in a world where all the fish are swimming with the current, you guys are going the other direction. Uh, Kat, same question for you. What do you think is the major issue facing young women in society today? And I want a good answer because you had a little longer to think about it. Yeah, <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> um, well, I think it's the destruction of family and the idea that women don't need to be mother. And obviously not motherhood is not for everyone. And just like anything is not for everyone, right? Um, but I think that there's this narrative being pushed on us that's like, no, no, you should focus on your career. Family should always be the last thing on your mind because you don't wanna just be a housewife. But people forget that like raising children is probably one, I mean, and this is my opinion, but it's probably one of the most important things a woman can do if she chooses to do that. So I think that pushing back on that narrative and like making being a mom cool like I know the whole I, I'm gonna be a cool mom it's like probably when you're a mom there are some things that you're gonna have to do that aren't cool but that's being cool should not be our goal in life and right. I think we should make if we want to be cool fine but like families are cool like loving your kids is cool and I I'm not a mother yet but that is my ultimate goal and Ideally, I can still have a career and I'd like to work here and do what I can, but I want a family. And I think that we're being told that that's not something that we should strive for. And it's almost like you're selling yourself short if you want to be a mom. And it's like, what? Bringing a life into the world and nurturing it into an, an amazing human being, that's selling yourself short. So I think that's our biggest, our biggest challenge. You know, I would, I would agree with you. Even when I was younger, that was one of the big pressures was that you can you can do it all and you can have it all. That's what we're constantly told. But at the same time, you can, you're sort of half-assing everything mm -hmm. <laughs> because you're trying to do everything. Um, you're trying to raise kids and go to work and look a certain way and you, you fall down on the job on all of it. And I think that's why there's so many unhappy women like the wine mom culture, the yeah. rise of wine mom culture <laughs> is literally women drowning their feelings of inadequacy because they've been told you can definitely do it all. Look at this TV lady. She's doing it all. But in the meantime, she's farming out her house and her kids to somebody else so that she can maintain this idea of what it means to be a modern woman. Um, girls, ladies, um, why the show? Why misunderstood? Uh I'll ask Catherine that question, but I'll also ask Nat that question, too. So why did you want to do this show? Because you pitched the show to me and I thought, well, that's a, actually a really great idea, um, because I think the other side of the world needs to know that there are normal young people out there. But why did you want to do this show? Um, I think that we want to we talked about this in our episode that we filmed last night, um, but we want to bring conservative conservatism and culture together. And we want to make it cool to be, you know, open to God and family and conservative values. And that is not cool in the eyes of pop culture right now. So we're trying to say on top of bringing God and family together, like we also we still care about fashion. We still care about pop culture. I watch movies. I'm not obsessed with celebrities, but 
we read the news, we see them on Twitter, like we have opinions on things that we see. So we want to say like those things, those things don't need to be completely independent of each other. You can still talk about pop culture and music and fashion and conservative values and God and family all in the same place. And we don't need to be like, oh, you're right wing. You only care about, you know, wearing your buttons all the way up here and, and going to church and you don't care about, I mean, we do. <laughs> we both, uh -oh. you look great, Nat. You look great. <laughs> but like, I mean, you can do both. You can be cool and you can be conservative. And I think that's what we wanted to do with the show. Yeah, and just to add to that, if I, if I may, um, mm -hmm. I think like when you first become conservative, especially in Canada, this is such a secular and progressive nation, um, you're kind of in the closet a bit. I find, yeah. especially mm -hmm. in Toronto, Toronto is just a hellhole of progressivism. Um, <laughs> so I think just to be able to be a safe space for women, um, to be able to come out of the closet and say, hey, there are like-minded women who are speaking out about this. Because, I mean, Canada has you, Sheila Gunn-Reed, but there aren't many women speaking out about these things, speaking, talking about conservatism and family values and Christianity. And I think we need more young voices as well. Yeah female voices and we want to bring in people who might be on the edge who are mm -hmm. seeing culture kind of de de oh, de what's the what's the word i'm looking for deconstruct yeah or mm, mm, i can't think of the word right now yeah no but i think like degrade uh, degrade, yeah, degrade into something yeah. that they're a lot not of people, represented by a lot of people consider themselves liberal or as you say centrist but then they're like but i'm not with those crazy exactly. people you're seeing the it all the time pushed you're seeing it all the time with the Democrats where you have reasonable Democrats like Joe Manchin siding with the uh, Republicans because they don't like things are going crazy over there and they don't want to be a part of it. And I think young people, a lot of young people are experiencing that, too. Mm -hmm. So we want to welcome those people who are yeah. saying, hmm, con like liberal values have gone a little bit too far left for us. Like we're, we're, you know, without a home. And it's like, no, you can come to us. We're always going to welcome anyone who's, you don't have to be hardcore conservative, but if you're like, I want to see a little bit more positivity and actual feminism. Like I never in the past have considered myself a feminist until now, because I'm like, women need a safe space to mm -hmm. actually be women. And we talk a lot about this in the show too, like prisons that are sending intact males who have sexual deviant pasts into women's prisons where they are assaulting women mm -hmm. and it's like do i have to say that this is wrong like no one can see that this is wrong like women deserve safe spaces and i know like five years ago what i just said would sound super lefty women mm -hmm. need safe spaces and today that's a conservative value this is how fast the narrative is shifting you know that's a really great point um it's no secret my daughter plays high-level rugby, and this is something that's going to creep up in on us. Mm -hmm. And it could she, uh, she could be robbed of a, a position on the national team. Her career could be ended because of an injury. Because what used to be, as you say, a modern leftist feminist idea of women's only spaces now that's a conservative thing we're like no no we do think that there are differences between the sexes and women should have their space to do their things um i'll ask uh, nat this question do you think on some of these cultural issues that these that they're the breaking point for some young liberal women 
I think so. I think especially because in the last few years, like Tumblr feminism kind of has exploded. You know, there's all these like movements for women. And I think now um, that people are trying, like now that this narrative is being exposed about how men are coming in and encroaching on women's spaces, I think I think that really is a breaking point because we're kind of being erased if you think about it. I mean, you, you mentioned your daughter is an athlete. If a man comes in and identifies as a woman, he's going to steal maybe a scholarship away from her or something. Yep. And, and I, that's despicable. Like, I cannot even believe that this is a, like a, something we have to even debate about with people because it's very clear that there's some men are taking advantage of of this gender ide- ideology, you know? Mm-hmm. You mentioned Tumblr and I wandered into Tumblr one time just to have a poke <laughs> around. And I'm like, there's, there's a lot of witches and stuff in there and um, <laughs> furries and things that I would like never come across in my normal life because you're in Toronto and I'm in Alberta and I'm in rural Alberta. So I have a different experience. Uh, I'm the normal like uh, the liberals are in the closet out here, not, not the other way around. <laughs> wow. um, but um, I, I, you know, you both talk about how you want to marry God and the culture. Um, so I guess my question is, and either one of you can answer How do you address those criticisms from the modern leftist feminist who say, well, you guys are Christian and you're conservative? That's not exactly lady friendly. That's not a a space for women where you're held up as equals. How do you address those criticisms? Hmm. I would say um, I've recently started going back to church and I notice that a lot of what you hear about the church is like, oh, it's very male centric and patriarchal. But then when you're actually in the church, I don't feel that in any way. I see happy families. I see couples and I see the pastor who speaks about the the bond between man and wife and how they become one and they're a unit. And um, a couple of weeks ago, the pastor said uh, the woman, her body stops being her body and it starts being being owned by the the husband and then it's like oh and he's like but wait the husband's body becomes owned by the wife and it's the two becoming one it's people like to hear one part but not the other it's like i i feel completely represented by the church i don't feel uh i i am a very like outspoken strong person so i wouldn't be part of anything that said hey catherine you're down here the man is up here you better listen to him i would never be a part of that i just it doesn't it goes against my personality like what do you think that i think a lot of the people who criticize biblical like values and those kinds of things have never actually read the bible and don't actually even know what they're talking about they're just repeating what they hear (laughs) in the media so i think i think definitely one thing that is the key to kind of maybe getting those people to understand where you're coming from is to ask them those questions and have them explain themselves and odds are they probably can't and maybe that'll maybe that'll get them thinking you know maybe stir up some some thoughts and be like hey maybe i am a little off here um i definitely think that's uh that's one way to approach it and i also think um just from reading the bible there are a lot of really strong and empowered women in the bible i mean esther comes to mind uh, there are many others so i think like like i said there's just this lack of understanding and just being able to explain that to people will hopefully kind of shift them over but yeah (laughs) yeah it's funny because people will say the same thing to me like oh you're catholic you hate women i'm like not sure if you heard about how we feel about mary 
Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> this little lady were, called Mary. <laughs> yeah, you know how we think God's greatest creation was this little Jewish teenage girl um, who was really poor and that, you know, creation, God rested only after he created woman. Like that was the, mm-hmm. the bookend on his creation of the earth was us. Yeah. Like, it, it was not done till we were done. Yeah. Like God made Adam and he's like, hmm, this isn't right. <laughs> Adam is not yeah. enough. <laughs> he needs a lady's touch. Yeah. He needs an Eve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I guess one last question, girls, before I let you go, because um, this is a work day for you guys. You've taken you you do, guys do other stuff at the company outside of hosting your own show. Uh, why should people like me watch? So I have a oh gross, I'm going to sound old again. So I have a son who's probably even older than you and a daughter who's a little bit younger than you. So why should somebody like me, who's a mom of people your age, oh, Rose, I just, it makes me cringe when I say it. Um, why, why should we watch your show? I think culture really does matter to everyone. I think it, it influences everyone. Everyone's paying attention to Hollywood and music, whether they admit to it or not. Mm-hmm. And I think we want to be engaged in what our kids are looking at. Like, why do they feel this way? What are they watching? And I think having that understanding will help us relate to each other better, I think. Like, it's a nice, it's a nice way to connect, I think, on also maybe a lighter level. Because it's we, we're pretty satirical. Mm. We like to have fun. We like to, we don't we make light of things that are horrible. So <laughs> I, think, I think you know I I, think, I like that. Like, yeah, what, exactly what you said. It's like you can see what the kids are doing and what they're talking about. And I think maybe we can like when I watch TikTok, Sheila, I feel like I'm a mom. I'm like I'm like it's, what am I watching? I don't get like it. what am I so scary? So I'm I think I might be a little older than you. Uh, you think I am like I'm in my 30s and so I'm not a spring chicken but I I want to uh bring culture to everybody and like Nat said like as a mom you can see exactly what your kids are watching on TikTok because we're going to show you and we're going to talk about it and I think if we if you know what they're watching we can all have a much more informed understanding of like the direction that culture is going Mm -hmm. and you can maybe have more in common with your daughter I don't know like maybe that's something maybe not you because I feel like you're probably incredibly tight and like we're good what's going exactly (laughs) but since not everyone Mm -hmm. is like that not everyone dedicates that time to like listening to what their daughter is watching and seeing and and feeling so maybe that's where we can help especially because too just to add to that um celebrities have kind of begun to really engage in politics like you see taylor swift telling you who to vote for beyonce is wearing a beto o'rourke hat you know and and kids are kids are looking up to these people so to be able to step in and say hey these ideas may not actually be the best. Um, I think it's a fruitful way to kind of, yeah, get that conversation going and maybe try to steer your kids in a more productive direction. Yeah, I think it's difficult as conservatives to engage in the culture wars if you don't know what the battles are and if you aren't even on the battlefield. So you don't even know where the battles are being fought and won. And you're like, why is the culture changing? And it's like, well, That culture war that you're mad about now that was fought and lost by our side five years years ago ago, because you didn't show up. Um, One last thing before I let you go to your other jobs at the company. Um, How do people find your show? And you guys have an additional little incentive for people to sign up to Rebel News Plus and watch your show. So let us know. 
Take it away, Nat. You're the master at this. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, you can watch us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Um, we are launching officially on Rebel News Plus on February 15th. So if you go to misunderstoodshow.ca, you can subscribe for our email list and also subscribe for Rebel News Plus using code misunderstood25. You will get 25% off your subscription, which is an amazing deal. So go to misunderstoodshow.ca, use code misunderstood25. Well, that's great. I wish you girls the best of luck. Ladies, the best of luck. I'm being so condescending. I wish you ladies the best I'm not of insulted. We're so young. No, I know. I know. When people call me a girl, I'm like, perfect. Yeah. We're best friends now. Um, I wish you ladies the best of luck. Um, you both work so very hard at the company and you bring um, a new perspective to the things that we talk about here. And I think people are going to be um, very pleased with the work that you do and the and the uh, discussions that you have. So thanks again, ladies. And like I said, best of luck. Thank, Thank you, you so Sheila. much. <laughs> I really appreciate Kat and Nat's approach to conservatives engaging in the culture war. We don't have to be boring. We don't have to be unfunny. But we also don't have to be crass or rude or vulgar either. You can dress modestly and still be stylish. You can be Christian, but not prudish either. All these things, they're not mutually exclusive of each other. And as conservatives, we shouldn't let the left tell us how our young people are going to be and what they should believe and how they should interact and engage in the world. Well, everybody, that's the show for tonight. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm so happy I took this opportunity to get to know members of my own team a little bit better with you. I wish Kat and Nat the best of luck on their brand new show, and I'll see everybody back here in the same time, in the same place next week. And remember, as always, don't let the government tell you that you've had too much to think. <laughs>